everyone wants to be connected. Right? No one wants to be left outside of the loop. Everyone wants to be connected with other people and, and all the latest information. And all the technology that we have today is continuing to make that easier and easier. There are over 500 million active Facebook users. That's nearly one in every 13 people on this earth. And Facebook's really a simple concept. It's a website that simply allows you to share information and photos with other people and basically communicate. But it's so successful because it plays in people's need to be connected, to be connected with other people. I'm connected with people on Facebook that I don't think I've seen since like the fifth grade. And I'm pretty sure I'm friends with people on Facebook. I'm connected with people on Facebook that I've never even met before. I don't know how it happened, but somehow I am. And I found some interesting facts that tell us just how often people use Facebook. 48% of 18 to 34-year-olds check Facebook first thing in the morning. About 28% check their Facebook account on their smartphones before they even get out of bed in the morning. And every 20 minutes on Facebook, 2,716,000 photos are uploaded. And I imagine during soccer camp week that Cross of Life contributes quite a bit to that, to that number. Every 20 minutes, 2,700,000 messages are sent. And every 20 minutes, 10,208,000 comments are made. And of course, Facebook isn't the only website that gives us this kind of connection to other people. There's also Twitter and, and YouTube. And, and then there's all those websites that give you information that connect you with the news and the sports and the weather. The internet and cell phones and handheld computers, they allow us to connect with other people and information in ways that the world has never seen before. In fact, all those stats that I got about Facebook, they came, of course, off the internet. Perhaps the world is more connected to other people and, and information better than it has ever been before. But there is a connection that it seems that the world is losing more and more. And that's the connection with our Savior. And that's the connection that really matters, the only connection that really matters. In our Gospel lesson for this morning, Jesus tells us, I am the vine and you are the branches. So vital and so intimate is our connection with our Savior that Jesus calls us branches that are connected to him the vine. When we are connected to him, we receive all of our life and strength from him, just as a branch receives all of its life and strength from the vine. And a branch that is connected to the vine, it is fruitful. And when we are connected to Christ, we too are fruitful. We produce fruits of faith. There are God-pleasing works done in our life that show that we have this relationship to our Savior. There's evidence of that in our life. And so Jesus tells us to remain in me. And so what does it really mean to remain in Christ? What does it mean to be attached to him? Well, simply, to remain in Christ, to be attached to him, is to have faith in him. To remain in him is to continue to believe in him and all the promises that he makes for us. To be attached to Christ is to have faith in him as the Savior, as our Savior and the only one who won forgiveness for us. The only one who won eternal life for us, the only way to eternal life, and the only one who conquered death for us. And God's word could be described as the medium for this union or attachment. 
Because by the word, Christ reveals himself to us. By the word, Christ shows us all of his teachings. He shows us all of his power and all of his love for us. And by his word, he actually gives himself to us. And by it, he is received in our hearts. And God's word could also be described as the the bond or the glue for this attachment. Because through the word, the Holy Spirit works to create faith in our hearts. And this faith is that thing that grafts us as branches to the vine. The Holy Spirit works through the Word to strengthen us in that faith, to, to, to make that attachment to our Savior all that much more firm. And because we have a Savior who gives us so much, how sad it is that there are so many people who go through this life without the strength, the love, and forgiveness of Christ. And how sad it is that we too have all those weaknesses, all those moments of weaknesses in our faith when we too forget about the vine. There are times when we forget about the vine and instead we're confident in our own strengths, in our own abilities. We, there are times when we think that, that we can please God apart from Christ's redeeming work. There are times when, when we think that we can just kind of earn God's favor by our good deeds. But this is a failure to recognize the fullness of our sins. It's a failure to, to see the punishment that our sins deserve. Jesus tells us that apart from me, apart from the vine, you can do nothing. We can do absolutely nothing. No, no more than like a vine, or a branch rather, can produce fruit when it's not attached to the vine. It can do nothing. Apart from our faith in the forgiveness that Christ won for us, even our good deeds, they would be like filthy rags. They are not meritorious before God, just the opposite. They are condemning. Because even our good deeds are tainted by sin. Without Christ's love and forgiveness flowing in us and through us, there are no good works, there are no fruits, but there is only sin. Because that's all there could be. As those stats I read earlier show us, so many people like to begin their morning by being connected to their Facebook friends. But how many people like to begin their morning by being connected to Christ by reading their Bibles? So often, we, we foolishly deny ourselves of the strength that Christ gives us. We deny ourselves by this because we don't attach ourselves to Christ. We don't seek to connect ourselves to Christ through the Word. And instead, we connect ourselves to the things of this world. We seek strength and, and, and eternal life even maybe sometimes. We, people seek those through the world. We attach ourselves to the worldly things, hoping that those things will give us strength and comfort. And when things are going good for us, when things seem at least to be going good for us, well, maybe outwardly it appears that those worldly things are reliable. But as we know, when troubles and hardships come into our life, we see just how little that those worldly connections do for us. In this parable, Jesus tells us the sad result that happens when you lose our connection to Christ. Jesus tells us that when the connection to him is lost, they are finally entirely cut off from the vine and thrown out to wither. Now, if you've ever trimmed your shrubs or bushes on a hot summer day, well, then you know how quickly the branches and, and the clippings will wither, just like those branches that Pastor brought up here. On a hot summer day, when, when those branches are not connected to the vine, when they're not connected to the rest of that plant, so that the stem of that plant is not bringing nourishment to these branches, 
Well, then that sun just beats down on them and scorches them and just sucks the life right out of them. Within just a few hours, they already will begin to shrivel and to brown. Well, how sad it is to see a person spiritually withering. To see all signs of spiritual life and vitality disappear from them. Well, we see this this withering away of King Saul in the Old Testament. He rejected God and he rejected his word. And instead, he decided that he was going to rule his kingdom his way. He was going to do it by his own strength. And we see the same withering away of Jesus' disciple, Judas. Instead of finding strength and comfort from the teachings of his master, even as they were right there in front of him, instead he turned to money. He was even willing to betray Jesus for a little bit more of it. Both of them were withering away, and they were in so much torment that they decided the best way out of it was just to end their life. Well, that's the torment, the torture that people bring upon themselves when they decide to break away from their attachment to Christ. And when we break away from that attachment to Christ, not only do we bring upon ourselves unnecessary suffering in this life, but we bring upon ourselves, or we would bring upon ourselves, eternal suffering in the life to come. Because branches that are not connected to the vine are dead. They are fit for absolutely nothing but the fires of hell. And in this parable, that's exactly what Jesus tells us God will do with it. But as branches that are attached to the vine, it is as if we say to our Savior, Without you, I am nothing. Without you, I have nothing and will never have anything. But in you, I have absolutely everything. Because our faith, is it, all, it is all about our receiving. To remain in Christ is to receive grace upon grace every day from him. And in that grace, we receive forgiveness and life. That forgiveness and life that we can't earn on our own. And in that grace that we receive from him, we receive peace and strength. That peace and strength that gets us all through the difficulties of life. That is why Christ commands us to remain in him. It is because he wants to bless us. It is because he wants to give us all the free gifts of the gospel. And Jesus Jesus promises us in this parable that if we remain in him by receiving grace and strength and life from him, he promises us that we will produce fruit. He promises us that there will be fruits of faith. There will be God-pleasing actions and and desires and, and, and words coming from us. Because that's what happens when we have that relationship to our Savior. And the Apostle Paul helps define exactly what those fruits are for us when he writes, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So then, what are the fruits that are being produced in your life? What are the fruits that God is producing here at Cross of Life? Well, the fruits are all acts of service. They are the giving of time and talents and a week's worth of energy to run soccer camp. They, they are, the fruits are the, the setting up and taking down for church every Sunday here, even if it means losing another hour of sleep or, or losing another hour of relaxing time on your weekend. The fruits are, are all the things that, all the different things that we do as a church so that we can gather for worship and reach out to the community. The fruits are honoring God by the way you live your daily life. 
by the way you guide and instruct your children, by the way you love and serve your spouse, by the way you respect your parents, by the way you are a loving and caring friend and neighbor. And the fruits are representing our Savior in all the different situations and in all, everywhere we go, in every situation we find ourselves in in life, representing our Savior in that positive light. And the fruits of faith are serving, loving, and caring for all people that God puts into our life. That's what all those fruits are. And, and so maybe it would be tempting for us to sometimes become a little proud. Maybe to kind of pat ourselves on the back a little bit for some of the fruit that we produce. But that good deeds that are done in our life, they are accomplished entirely by the vine. We, the branches, we're just merely instruments to produce them. It's all done by the vine. A branch that is connected to the vine, it has no choice but to produce fruit because it has that life-giving sap flowing into it. And we too, we have that life-giving sap flowing into us from our Savior. The joy of the gospel message, it compels us. It compels us to love and to serve and to honor and obey. All the credit goes to the vine. There was a woman one day who, who came up to, to a pastor I know, and the pastor had never met this woman before. She saw the road sign for the church, and so she came in to, to meet with the pastor. And she wanted to ask him some questions. She wanted to ask him what kind of programs that, that the church offered for the youth, what kind of Sunday school and, and after-school programs that, that, that they could offer. And the woman said to this pastor, I have two young boys, and I want to give them a little religion. I think it would be good for them to experience it and, and to learn a little bit about the Bible. And so the pastor was glad to hear that. He was excited to tell her about all the different programs they had to instruct and raise children in the Word. But then the woman went on. But I don't want to give them too much of it, you know. I don't want religion to overtake their lives. I still want them to live and, and be happy and, and successful in the real world. Well, this woman clearly failed to realize the power of the vine. Because our Savior is not an ordinary vine, but he is a vine filled with unlimited life and vitality. And you don't just merely experience a little bit of the vine. No, the vine is pumping love and grace and life and joy into us, the branches. And that vine does exactly what that woman feared. It overtakes lives. And so that's why the Apostle Paul can write as he did in our second lesson, that faith without action is dead. Because when we are connected to our Savior, so much grace and so much love flows into us that there is fruit, there is action, and there always will be. Because that's what the vine produces in us. The point of this, this allegory that Jesus makes, it's not so that we see, well, there is some fruit in my life, and so now I know I have faith, and so now I know I won't be cast into the fire. If that's all we're getting out of this, this, this allegory, then we're completely missing the point. The point is that there is much fruit, and there is more fruit, and there is an abundance of fruit, and we're always desiring to produce more and more fruit. Because that's what the love of our God and Savior causes within us. The holy and perfect love that he showed us by dying for us, by suffering hell for us so that we could be saved, that's the love that's overflowing within us and showing itself in our lives. In fact, the branches are made to produce fruit. Jesus doesn't say anything in this, this parable about the shade or the beauty of the branches, but he only talks about the fruit 
that they bear. Our purpose is to produce fruit, because when we produce fruit, God's will is being accomplished in our lives. And so we might wonder, well, who am I that that I could ever be God's instrument to carry the gospel message? Or who am I that I could ever be the kind of parent or spouse, employee, or, or member or leader of Cross of Life, or just overall Christian? How could I ever be that kind of Christian that God wants me to be? Who am I that I could ever produce so much fruit in my life? But it's not, who am I? It is that I am. God himself is in you and giving you strength. You are living proof of what Christ can accomplish with sinful, scraggly branches. And that is why the fruit you produce, it brings glory to God. It brings glory to God because you are accomplishing what God made you to do. And so now our life, it has infinite value. Because God is using us to bear much fruit. God is accomplishing amazing things here at Cross of Life, through his branches here at at Cross of Life. And I consider myself very blessed and grateful to have witnessed and and been a part of it for the last year. There is fruit being produced in the lives of members as your bond to Christ is being strengthened here in church and, and in small groups. And there is fruit being produced in the lives of children here and out in the community, as they're instructed and guided in the word and in children's sermons and soccer camps and Sunday school. And there is much fruit, and there is more fruit being produced and displayed as you reach out to the community with that saving gospel message. And so listen to that command of our loving Savior, that command that he gives to every individual, and remain in him. Because God has more and great things to accomplish in you and through you yet. Amen. And the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.